So much of New Hampshire's natural beauty is obvious, from the top of a mountain trail, from the shore of a lake or pond, even from your kitchen window. You barely have to open your eyes to see. But take a closer look, and beauty gives way to scientific wonder. I'm Dave Anderson from the Forest Society. And I'm Chris Martin from New Hampshire Audubon. And this is Something Wild. may be inspired by the concentration of watery maple sap to sweet liquid sunshine. Or by the majesty of an osprey wrestling a writhing fish from a river. But keep an ear out this spring and you may witness wonder on a molecular level. Begin by listening for something you only hear this time of year. The first shrill of the spring peepers. That's your cue. It might be raining a little or a lot. It's definitely above freezing, around 43 degrees. It's time to grab a flashlight and head for the nearest vernal pool. Vernal pools, of course, are depressions that collect snowmelt and runoff of early spring rain. Despite the cool waters, they're hotbeds of activity this time of year, and this tiny world is easily overlooked. But one salamander in particular deserves close scrutiny, Ambistoma maculatum, the spotted salamander, named for the bright yellow spots all along its black back and tail. Sometimes called mole salamanders because they're fossorial, spending most of their time underground. So you don't see them often. But on nights when you hear the first strains of a wood frog chorus, you can catch a glimpse of this reclusive creature when males congregate in the vernal pools they hatched from years ago to mate with arriving females. That mating process is brief. Afterwards, salamanders return to subterranean burrows, but they leave behind thick-walled, clear, gelatinous egg masses. They lay as many as 150 eggs within a single egg mass, anchored to twigs or branches below the surface of the vernal pool. They're clear, so you can see all the eggs, and they each have this black dot in the center, which is the embryo, right? Right. And within a few days, these clear egg masses will start to turn emerald green, indicating the presence of algae. Algae? Inside the egg mass? Yeah. Over decades of study, scientists discovered that the algae were not only inside the egg mass, but residing in each individual egg. Now, when I hear algae, I think of algal blooms and how they can create inhospitable environments for other species. And that can happen when the natural balance is upset. But in this case, the spotted salamanders and this particular algae have developed a remarkable symbiotic relationship. In fact, the algae's scientific name translates to lover of salamander eggs. Well, why do these two get along so well? Well, developing eggs need oxygen, right? Right. Salamander eggs? frog eggs, they all get oxygen from the water they're laid in. So with the spotted salamander eggs in stagnant vernal pool water, water molecules do not easily penetrate to the center of the egg masses. Oxygen becomes a limiting factor. Well, that's a problem. It would be if there weren't algae there. Algae Mm. are photosynthesizing in the sunlight through the clear membrane of the egg mass. Of course, producing oxygen which is important to the development of embryonic salamanders. And additionally, algae consume excess carbon dioxide and nitrogen salamanders excrete, which could become toxic. That waste is like fertilizer for the growth of the tiny one-celled alga. So both species benefit from this relationship. That's the very definition of symbiosis. So all of this is pretty cool. But about a decade ago, it got even cooler. What happened? Well, scientists discovered that the female salamanders carry the algae in their oviducts. 
So the mother may be passing the algae to her eggs as she lays them? Right. Well, that was one theory anyway. It now seems more likely that the algae enter the eggs from the surrounding water. But either way, it's the first case of plant cells living inside the developing tissue of a vertebrate animal. And that's the wonder of spotted salamanders heading to vernal pools in the coming weeks. I'm Dave Anderson. And I'm Chris Martin. Andrew Perella is our producer. For this week's story, we also worked with New Hampshire scientific illustrator Juliana Spar, who illustrated the life cycle of the spotted salamander for us. You can see it at nhpr.org, and you can see some of her other work at scivisuals.com. That's scivisuals.com. Something Wild is a joint production of New Hampshire Audubon, the Society for the Protection of New Hampshire Forests, and NHPR. NHPR.